Welcome to the Buff Show, 94.9 FM, AM 950, The Answer Orlando. Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. Check out thebuffshow.com, streaming on facebook.com slash thebuffshoworlando, Twitter, Twitch, and all your favorite podcasting sites. What a show we got for you today. I tell you what, there's a lot of craziness going on. I'm not, I don't dislike Cuomo's. I'm not Cuomophobic, but I think the world's probably a better place if the Cuomo's aren't in the spotlight, okay? And that's a good thing. But who's going to replace him at CNN? We saw who replaced Andrew up in New York. A worse version of Andrew Cuomo is currently the governor in New York. And we also have all kinds of crazy vaccine mandates up there which is de Blasio's swan song, I guess, in New York, is swan song. And then over in Chicago, they're letting boys use the restrooms of girls, and they're letting them share restrooms with girls. They didn't see what happened in Virginia with the rapes. They're just not ever going to learn their lesson. It's unreal. What the heck is going on up north? Let's bring on our friend, 7th Congressional District Candidate, in New Jersey, Rick Mehta on the Buff Show. What the heck's going on up there, man? Hey, Matt, I got to tell you, you know, the, the entire north of America is on its head. You know, it's upside down. But, you know, we're fighting to get back to common sense. I, I couldn't tell you what's going on, but I know we're going to fix it. Yeah, it's hard to get to the root of that problem when it comes to somebody like de Blasio. I mean, if you're six years old, you have to be vaccinated to go get a piece of pizza. But if you're a drug user, there's a safe space for you to go and gather with your other drug friends. Well, that's that's exactly right. And uh, you see it with the illegal immigration as well. You know, people uh, coming through the country uh, in droves, uh, circumventing the process and not needing a vaccination. So, you know what it is, it's like we're living in a world of hypocrisy and, uh, you know, it's a narrative that they're trying to push that they themselves can't reconcile and can't get it straight. So when you start the lies, you know, it's a tangled web you weave and that's exactly what's going on. It's very concerning, though, because it's affecting American families, you know, your average lower middle class families uh, that are trying to raise raise their kids. Right. And um, it's hard when you have a significant amount of government overreach telling you how to raise your kids uh, how to treat them and what kind of medical interventions you need. Uh, you know, it's just taking the parenting and putting it into government control. It's, it's scary, but you know, like I said, we're going to fix it. Well, the good news is we'll talk about the red wave that we saw just a couple months ago in Virginia, even in New Jersey. I mean, you made some really good headway. Your campaign there has to be pretty excited about what you saw in November. Uh, we're thrilled. You know, we actually laid the foundation in 2020 when I get when I ran against Cory Booker as the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. And I got the highest number of votes in the history of the Republican Party, over 1.8 million votes. Uh, and if you see Phil Murphy only won his election, Phil Murphy being the governor of New Jersey, came real close to losing and only won by 1.2 million votes. So we're real excited. There's a lot of uh, common sense families and uh, just good old uh, Americans that are stepping up and they want to right course the state again. And, and they're coming out to vote based on issues, not just by party lines. Yeah, down even to the council, the city council, you had a big story that swept the nation, too. That's right. I mean, listen, we had Ed, the truck driver. He took yeah. out one of the most powerful Democrats in Trenton, in our state capitol. I mean, uh, the, the incumbent Democrat, Steve Sweeney, was the Senate majority leader uh, for being in office, I think, for more than 20 years. And Ed came in as an average guy who's never held office. 
uh, and hardly raised much money. But, you know, it just comes down to tell you that this election cycle is coming down to the issues. People are waking up. They see what's going on with the indoctrination in our school systems, uh, with the government overreach and vaccine mandates. And they're voting for people that represent their message, not just the money. Yeah, the message is important because the, the let your neighbor in New York, uh, de Blasio, this probably won't hold up in courts, but it's going to take some time because a lot of workers were blindsided by this mandate. I mean, just to mandate a vaccine on everybody, there's people out there that are allergic to vaccines. There's people out there with natural immunity. Rick, what do the people in New Jersey and District 7 say about this? I mean, they, you guys are really close to this big communist takeover of show me your papers. Yeah, that's right. We're saying stay in stay in New York. You know, <laughs> people are coming in droves across the river trying to, you know, re resettle in Jersey. Uh, you know, listen, they put de Blasio into office. You know, they got to you know reap what they sow. And the truth is uh, de Blasio is lost. He's not a science based uh, mayor. He's not doing anything based on evidence. Uh, you know, again, this is just government overreach. They get a narrative, a talking points that fits the narrative for the main street media, uh, and they react to that. I mean, you see the Cuomo brothers are a great example of uh, just these do-nothing showboating politicians that actually aren't doing the things that are in the best interest uh, of the people. And de Blasio is no different. And I'll tell you why. And this is what really frustrates me. Uh, listen, I spent years at the FDA. Right now, we only have one vaccine that's approved by the FDA. And it's only approved in, in people 12 and up. So what de Blasio has done to mandate the vaccine for, as part of school entry for children is that he's forcing parents to vaccinate their children using an investigational vaccine that's under an emergency use uh, authorization that is not FDA approved. In fact, you go on the FDA website, it says it right there saying it's under investigation. This is the use of an FDA unapproved product. Never in the history of our country. It's unprecedented, it's unethical, and it, it's unconstitutional. So I hope it doesn't hold up. But again, the damage is being done as we speak. Well, we saw the courts all over the country, one in Missouri, all shoot down Biden's vaccine mandate, which on this show we call the most gigantic overreach of communistic government that we've seen out of this administration. There's a lot of stuff there to look at. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that's harming Americans left and right. But the vaccine mandates, it's nice to see courts shutting down. Is that precedence to maybe shut this thing down with de Blasio? I mean, he's out. He's out soon anyway. What does the ex-police chief say about this? Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, the courts, I hope, continue the trend to find these unconstitutional. I mean, they're setting precedents because what we've, in effect, done is created slippery slope politics. We're giving away our constitutional rights of individual liberty uh, based on scientific conjecture, meaning there is no science that supports like are we can de Blasio say we're going to achieve herd immunity uh, if I force vaccinations of investigational vaccines and children and everybody in here? The answer is no. Uh, and notwithstanding, the vaccine hasn't even proven efficacy against the variants yet. If it did, the FDA would have approved it and said, yeah, go use this to, to tackle Omicron. And they haven't said that. The other thing is, and this is what really uh, concerns me, is that what is the scientific basis to invoke what we are living under this public health emergency? Uh, and we know that state laws have been created to institute public health emergencies in order to pause constitutional rights. 
Uh, when you say this is the largest uh, governmental overreach, it is. It's scary, you know, to be to have our due process paused for as long as we've had it. There's got to be some scientific basis. There's got to be a sense of urgency and an emergency. And so we need scientists, epidemiologists, others to step up and say this is nonsense. And you can't let this sort of pseudoscience uh, trump our legal uh, rights. It's scary, Matt. I, I, I'd love to hear a second opinion because uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube is blocking all the doctors that say, hey, natural immunity is a good thing. I mean, we've never panicked like this. This was a 2020 election panic that was spread amongst the people to set up voting uh, drop boxes and change election laws for voting. I mean, you can do everything else, but when it comes to voting, you might die of COVID. I mean, I think American people are seeing through this. That's why we saw what we saw in Virginia, down in Texas, in a heavily Democratic district. We saw it up in New Jersey, around your neck of the woods, all over the country, down to even smaller school boards. We saw just a massive red wave. Americans have had enough of this. Two years of fear-mongering Rick Meta, congressional candidate for District 7. Two years of this stuff. I think people are done, ready to move on. They're, they're fed up. I just hear it up and down the state and up and down my district. Uh, people are saying enough is enough. You know, you tell me to slap on a mask. If I sit down and eat, I don't need to wear it. If I fly in the airlines, you know, they're somehow have a special interest exemption from being vaccinated. But then if I work in a company where everyone's working from home, uh, I still need to have the vaccine to keep my job. You heard it that the healthcare professionals who stepped up and helped us fight the pandemic in early March and so on in 2020, when we didn't know much about the virus, now are being told that they don't know enough and we can't trust them that they also have to be vaccinated or they lose their jobs. And so uh, it's become so commonplace to fire our healthcare heroes uh, and not trust them and then use them when we need to. The hypocrisy is palpable. People feel it. Uh, and they're stepping up and voting in a different direction. And that's why you saw the outcomes in Virginia. And I got to tell you, you know, this uh, New Jersey, Virginia, we are the bellwether states for what's to come in 22 and 24. And, you know, it, and I've said it um, and I, I'll say it again. You know, it's not a blue collar. It's not a blue wave or a red wave. It's a blue collar wave. And it's because the hardworking men and women who have to fight to put food on their table, who had their small business shut down. And remember, we had over 33 percent of our small businesses shut down in New Jersey, never to reopen with the supply chain crisis, inflation, and a massive labor shortage where small businesses can't keep up with these uh, big corporations like Amazon and others that are eating our main street businesses alive. People have had it. They're fed up. They're frustrated. They want to be able to live their American dream, and they can't do it without government telling them uh, whether they can or can't. And they said enough is enough. You know, freedom matters uh, and freedom wins. And that's why we're fighting. That's why I'm running for Congress. And that's why we're excited about our probability of success going to Washington to bring authentic leaders like myself back into politics. Well, I know you're running against uh, Tom Malinowski. I mean, what's he doing about this? Is he out there saying for freedom or is he sitting there voting for Build Back Better? Well, you know, this is a man who profited off the pandemic. You know, he did stock trades with insider information. Things, Matt, me and you'd probably go to jail for. Uh, he's being investigated by the House Ethics Committee, but not even a slap on the wrist. And so I think the people in the 7th District, it's, listen, I live in an affluent district. We have a lot of jobs in medical innovation, uh, but people see these jobs are leaving the state. 
Uh, when you have 80% of your medicines made in China and globalization has outsourced these jobs and manufacturing out of my district in New Jersey to overseas to a communist regime, uh, people are not happy. And so Tom Malinowski has done nothing about it. Someone who prides himself as being a foreign uh, you know, expert in foreign affairs has done nothing to stand up to our you know, uh, threats against our uh, democracy, threats against our freedom. Uh, and he's done nothing to stand up against these tyrannical lockdowns as hasn't been there for the small businesses uh, that have lost uh, their business, that they've spent years, their entire livelihoods building. He hasn't been there. And so uh, he hasn't been fair there for him. I can tell you right now, they're not going to be there for him and they're going to be voting him out uh, come November next year. Well, that's good to hear. Follow Rick, everybody. R-A-K-M-E-H-T-A underscore N-J at Rick Meta underscore N-J on Twitter. The website is Rick, R-I-K-F-O-R-N-J.com. Rick for N-J.com. Rick, thanks for bringing the insight here because we're just looking from Florida with our low case rate and freedom looking up there going, what the heck is going on? We need more people like Governor DeSantis and you, Rick Meta, up there fixing this ship and Americans are begging for it. Thanks for coming on the show. It's my pleasure, Matt. Thanks again for having me. All right. You guys stay with us. We'll be right back on The Buff Show. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy hour every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines. Two dollars off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events. Tonight, half pound burgers for just five bucks. Wednesday's wing night, 75 cents each from four to close and live music. Liam Fitzpatrick's mentioned the Buff Show and get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. Get ready to take down a phone number and website address. Everybody's talking about solar, specifically about solar electricity, and there are a lot of bold claims being made about it. Maybe someone told you that a one-size-fits-all solar system will work for you. You can go off the grid. You can create a power plant on your roof and retire from selling the extra energy back to your power company. Or maybe you saw the TikTok claiming the government's giving away free solar. The list goes on. All Solar is committed to working with homeowners directly to offer them a dose of reality. All Solar Energy has been providing Floridians with solar pool heat, solar electric, and other energy reduction products since 1999. In addition to homeowners, All Solar is the number one choice for roofing companies, property management firms, national sales teams, and even other solar companies. To learn what's really possible and if solar will even work for you, call them or go to their website and request a free energy evaluation. Spend some time with an expert and get all your questions answered about your specific energy saving needs. Learn about how you can reduce your electric bill before you consider solar. Make a fully informed decision so you don't have regrets down the road. What do you have to lose? Here's their number 866-412-4218 and the website www.allsolarenergy.com Welcome back to the Buff Show, 94.9 FM and 950 in Orlando. Check out thebuffshow.com for all your Christmas gear, like Let's Go Brandon t-shirts and stuff like that. Already discounted for your convenience. Very cool stuff here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. I'm your host, Matt Buff. Texas and Florida, they're always competing to see who can give their people the most freedom. Let's go to Texas right now and talk to Representative Steve Toth on the Buff Show. Texas House, House member, 15th District. Great to have you, Steve. Hey, man, it's awesome to be with you, buddy. Yeah, so you guys are kicking butt down there. Even though a bunch of Democrats hightailed it off to D.C. to cry and whine about you guys, when they finally got back, I was, I was kind of hoping you guys enforced the law on those guys. 
Um, but, you know, things happen and they still had to be part of your special sessions. Yeah, I know. And it's it's frustrating because, you know, I don't know if you have kids. I have three kids, two grandchildren. But, you know, my kids were little. You know, if you said you don't clean your room, you don't get dessert or you don't get to stay up late. And it's like they they break the rules and we've we've warned them. We've told them you're not going to you're, you're not going to get what you ask for if you break the rules. And yet we did nothing to these Democrats. And it just makes me so angry that we can go and say, hey, you know, if you run off to Washington, D.C. with your beer and without your masks and you bring COVID to the Democrats in Washington, D.C., which is a good thing. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Not yeah. a bad thing at all. It was so funny because midway through this thing, the Democrats are like, are you guys still here? The, Dem the House Democrats uh, were like, are you guys still here? Get the heck out of here. Go back to Texas. We don't want you here. You're an embarrassment. Um, you've been a complete failure. Go home. And it was so funny, but they made complete idiots of themselves. But we did nothing to punish them, which makes me just nuts. Well, Greg Abbott went on TV and said that he was going to do something. He said yeah, he was going to do something. Don't, don't, rub it in. don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. If, it, if that was DeSantis, they'd be in jail right now. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I love DeSantis. He's a rock star. He is. And everybody comes on the show and says, Maybe he should run for president. Quit trying to steal our governor, guys. We, we're going to keep him here. <laughs> Can you imagine DeSantis as president and Trump as Speaker of the House? Or vice, would, or vice versa? I mean, <laughs> that'd be crazy. You'd have to put house sessions on uh, pay-per-view. That would be phenomenal. It would. It would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, need to do something. We need to do something to get our... C-SPAN would become like a pay-per-view. It would be awesome. C-SPAN offices, they'd have their meetings, right? And they'd be like, look at our numbers. We've never had numbers this high. No kidding, right? It'd be so funny. We're usually doing book signings and stuff. Look at yeah, this. This is awesome. He'd wipe out Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, Tucker would have meetings being like, yeah. dude, we're getting killed by C-SPAN. C-SPAN. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> that'd actually be good for Fox News because they can get rid of those useless midday shows oh, and I just know. stream house sessions. They are used completely useless. Yes. Yeah, Fox News really doesn't get going till about eight p.m. Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny. I don't want to insult them too much because you probably will be on Fox News soon. I know you've been on Newsmax and other stations, so you'll probably be on Fox News soon. I've been on Fox a couple times, actually, but um, not since like 2013 when I, pa I, I passed a bill in the Texas House called the Firearms Protection Act bill. So. Okay, good deal. You got a lot of other stuff you're working on, too. I want to get uh, get going with you. We're on with Steve Toth. He's a member of the Texas House, uh, House 15th District. Talk about your district, the people you represent real quick. It's a pretty hardcore conservative area. Um, I'm Back in 2013, when I got elected, we formed a group. Um, this is well in advance, Matt, of the Freedom Caucus in, in, in Washington, D.C., among Congress. We weren't creative enough to call ourselves the Freedom Caucus, so we called ourselves the No Name Caucus. There were 20 of us that were pretty hardcore Republicans. There's still about six of us left, but the group has grown with the addition of new members coming in. We're about 12 people now. Um, in the in the Texas House, but my area is very conservative. It's it's part of the Woodlands. 
which is, it's like a master plan. It's one of the nicest master plan communities in the United States. Um, real high tech, uh, one of the biggest hospital districts in all of Texas, not the biggest, but one of the biggest, uh, a lot of oil and gas, but great area, really nice area. No, very good. And we really appreciate the Freedom Caucus and, and people like you being there before that. That's great because that's the grassroots of the freedom movement right. that we got to have to fight this ridiculous Biden regime that is just destroying the country at every turn. The guy can't even hardly talk, but the, you got Ron Klain and Susan Rice just messing everything up. And it's just unbelievable. We had a special session here in Florida, and I saw your piece that you put out there. We're going to post this on the buffshow.com. But, um, we, we had a special session where if you're a company and you try to impose a vaccine mandate on somebody, we might hit you up to $50 million in fines. It's a, it's actually a really big deal. The scientists just sa- signed within the last couple of weeks. What are you guys doing in Texas to com- to combat the uh, socialist takeover of vaccines? That would be nothing, Matt. Um, and just being blunt with you, executive orders, are nice. It's feel good. It's cotton candy legislation. Legislation, though, it doesn't really do anything. It's sweet when it, you know, it first goes in your mouth, but it's just empty calories. the on, The only thing that the courts are going to recognize is legislation that becomes law, not an executive order. And Texas needs to get its butt back into session. The problem is that we'll never get two thirds of the of the House and the Senate, which means that if we don't get two thirds. The enacting legislation takes 90 days, three months, until it goes into effect. So the clock is ticking right now. And my fear is that as as additional variants of COVID come out, there will be additional shutdowns. There will be additional mask mandates. There will be additional jab mandates. And we've got to make sure that Texas does the right thing, just like Florida did. We need to do that. It's imperative. Yeah, Greg Abbott did the executive order and does the TV camera thing. But here in Florida, when we did actual legislation that was signed, it did implore Disney, uh, Disney, for example, to stop their mask or their vaccine mandate. They they put a stop to that. They didn't want to even deal with the fine potentially. The legislation actually worked. We're walking around free and a lot of people, our, our, our workforce is actually doing well here. So you're exactly right about the legislation point of that. Yeah, and, and Texas and Florida are among the lowest hospitalization, mo- lowest death rates now, lowest infection rates. And we've got people cr- pouring across our southern border on top of it, right, And which, which is not helping anything either. But, you know, here, here's, what this, here's what this really comes down to. At the end of the day, it's about preserving liberty. It's not about, it's not about the state of Texas or Florida forcing a mandate on a company that ties their hands from doing something. That's not the way to look at it. The way to look at it is preserving yours and my Fourth Amendment right. We have the right to, in the Fourth Amendment, to preserve, protect um, our, 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 our medical files, our personal files, our personal information. And Like the HIPAA laws. Yeah. Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and it also goes to a 10th Amendment issue, too, where the federal government has a limited power here. A lot of the states should be able to control what they want when it comes to abortion. And you guys should be able to protect your own border, too. You know, and here's the thing. And my staff is with me right now in the room and they hate because I, I bring this up. And every time I get on a show, it's look, the left has been nullifying forever and a day. 
um, the, the left has been interposing forever and a day. If they don't like a drug law, a federal drug law, they ignore it. If they don't like a, a, a federal immigration law, they ignore it. They don't like ICE detainers to pick up a violent felon, they ignore it. They let them out before, before ICE has a chance to come pick them up. They ignore federal law. And if they'll do it for something like violation of immigration laws and drug laws, why the hell won't we do it for a baby? A baby. Why? Tell me, why won't we do that? We should do that. Why won't you know, we defend our borders against this invasion that's coming across the southern border? Why? It's because we lack the spine. Yeah, you know, Catherine Gorka was on the show, and she was talking about, because you worked in the Department of Homeland Security, and her, she was a uh, border protection responsibility. And she went down there, and, and they talk about these kids. They always talk about how they love kids, and kids are being ripped from their parents, and, and that's not happening. And the fact that if you actually look at the problem, what the, what's happening, if people use kids as leverage to come into the country. So you're going to be doling out $450,000 payments to virtually nobody, because when they actually look at it, that's why it's all speak. But they, they say they love kids. They they care about kids. But how, how many times has Kamala been down there to address the real situation? Zero. She went to El Paso, which was thousands of miles away from the real problem. Hey, Matt, watch that. You know that video that they show that they love to show of the guys on horseback, U.S. Border Patrol on horsebacks, and they're claiming that they're being whipped when those are just the reins. If you look at that video again, you'll see the women and children up on shore and the men down in the river still. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to separate the men, the men, these young men from the women and children. Why were they doing that? For the very simple reason that these guys are bringing little kids across the border for sex trafficking. And they try and separate the women and the men from the children because we want to make sure that these kids are not being trafficked. It's not until you separate these little kids from these adults that you can find out whether or not they truly are their parents or if they're being brought across the, the border to be trafficked. It's the only way we can find out. And, and yet <clears throat> liberals and the press don't want to know. Don't confuse them with the facts. Don't confuse them with the moral high ground. They want to continue this mantra of saying that we are evil and that the only thing that we want to do is throw kids in, in cages, Barack Obama's cages. It's just stupid. It is stupid. Rep. Steve Toth with us on The Buff Show. Can you stay with us for one more segment here? You bet, buddy. All right, we'll be right back on The Buff Show. You stay with us. Since 2012, Cellular Tronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair and electronics repair. We fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. We also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up, back covers are only $120. We have two locations to serve you in Sanford and DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call 407 407-302-3396. That's Cellulartronics.com or 407-302-3396. 
Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated. Get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Welcome back to the Buff Show, AM 950, 94.9 FM. The answer, Orlando, Matt Buff, your host here in the Liam Fitzpatrick studio. We're going to jump right back into our great conversation. Rep Steve Toth is with us on the Buff Show. He's a Texas House member, 15th district right there. Really nice district in Texas, but there's a lot of great things in Texas. You're trying to keep your sovereignty. You're fighting two fronts in Texas, Steve, that we're talking about here on the show. You're fighting the invasion on the southern border, but you're also fighting these mandates from the federal government, supply chain issues, which we have ports in Florida. Come on down and drop your stuff off here, guys. But in Texas, you could pretty much do the same thing. So you're fighting the federal government, the illegal invasion, and people are looking to you guys for solutions, and you're having trouble getting these special sessions going. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I mean, if you look at Texas right now, roughly 52, 53, 54, whatever it is, it, it, you get different numbers from different sources of, of Texans have been vaccinated, right? So we're roughly 30 million people. <clears throat> You're looking at roughly 12, 13 million people haven't been vaccinated. Maybe three to five million of them hold jobs that, in other words, summer, you know, summer spouses, summer children, but we're looking at three to five million people that for all intents purposes are in danger of losing their job. In April of last year, Matt, 1.4 million people were put out of work overnight because of this stupid shutdown. And we're looking yeah. at times that number of people that could, could stand to lose their job. And we have not stepped up to the plate to stand in the gap for these folks. It's just freaking criminal. And for our chamber of commerce, people out there that are trying to, force the jab on everybody. Wake up, you idiots. Think of what this is going to do to the Texas economy. The ripple effect of this thing will be freaking devastating. It will absolutely destroy the Texas economy. And if it destroys the Texas and Florida economy, I'm sorry, but it will bring the United States economy to its ever-loving knees. We created Texas in the 2008-2009 recession. Texas created 40% of the jobs in the United States, 40% Texas alone. I am telling you, this will, this will be just an absolute, it'll bring absolute mayhem to the United States. And it's just like you can't get people to wake up and, and smell the coffee. Quit buying this crap that is being shoveled to us by Big Pharma. All these people from the CDC, including Biden, looks like they're just doing commercials for Big Big Pharma. I, I have to watch these CDC press conferences for show reasons, but it's absolute torture. I hope the listeners appreciate this because it is absolute nightmarish. And when they say, well, we got a bunch of stuff in our tool belt now to fight COVID. 
we've got vaccines, boosters, and vaccines for kids. And that's where they end it. That's all you got? You're not yeah. talking about monoclonal treatments. They're not talking about remdesivir. They're not talking about all the stuff that works. I think they're killing people. They're, not killing, them they're, they're, they're absolutely killing people. So I, people, Democrats in my area criticize me because every few weeks I go over to the monoclonal antibody infusion center here in the woodlands. And I do a video out in front talking about this because the doctors are not talking about it. And I, I have a friend that told me, Charla told me uh, two days ago that one of her close friends died because, and this person lives right here in Montgomery County. We have an, we have a monoclonal infusion center right here in our County. You don't even have to call and ask for an appointment. You don't have to have a referral from a doctor. You just drive up. We have nurse practitioners, physicians assistants right here that will give you the referral. You walk in, you get the monoclonal infusion and here's the thing, man, we've had like 6,000 people go through. Of the people that have come through here, of the 6,000 that have come through, not one, Matt, not one has wound up in the hospital. Not one death, not one hospitalization. And yet you cannot get these blue states to talk about these things. You cannot get Fauci to talk about monoclonal infusions. And I think the reason why is that Donald Trump actually said something good about it. Regenerate. He said this Regenerate thing. It's amazing. No, th these guys are so Trump delusional or um, Trump deranged that anything that Trump says is good must be bad or we've got to stay away from. And here's the thing about monoclonal antibodies. The CDC has approved them. But I think the orange man said something good about him at one time. Therefore, no one wants to talk about him. So and I really think this really comes down to one thing. They want to get want to make sure you get the jab even though the jab doesn't do anything. Half the people that we've had come through our, our infusion centers have had the jab. This guy that died two days ago, a friend of mine, he had both jabs and then he had the booster jab. Five days later, he gets COVID. Seven days later, he's dead. But he never got monoclonal, he never got the monoclonal infusion when he first got sick. <clears throat> That's the whole thing. It's gotta be money. It's got to be about money. It's got to be about Pfizer stock, Moderna stock. It's got to be about that because there's no way a government or United States leaders would purposely hide a real treatment from you. But that's what they're doing. And you got quack doctors doing the same thing. And they don't mind the people dying because they're not telling them the other stuff. There's got to be money in it. It's got to be about money because there's no other reason you would hide good things from the people. And the only reason that they've approved the monoclonal antibodies is because it, it is money. They're $1,500 a treatment that's being paid for either by the state of Texas or the federal government. But hydroxychloroquine at 50 cents a tablet, it worked. The Henry Ford Health Center in, in Michigan treated 2,500 people. Now, because it wasn't a double blind study, they look at it and say, well, we're not going to look at that. Well, 2,500 people, that's not anecdotal, that's empirical. That's and, right. And when the Henry Ford Center said, look, we've had these incredible results with hydroxychloroquine, they went to the FDA and said, now we would like to do a double blind study. What did the FDA say? No, you can't do it. Why? I mean, it makes no sense. It works. And they wanted to do your double blind study, but they weren't allowed to do a double blind study. Why? Because the CDC and the FDA 
is controlled by the big dollars from big pharma. And all these guys, when they leave the CDC, all these guys, when they leave the Fed, all these guys, when they leave the FDA, they want a nice cushy job in big pharma. That's what, I mean, it's all this comes down to the evolving door. Well, it's bad for the American people. That's for sure. I mean, there's no denying that whatsoever. I mean, Fauci comes on TV and says the Omicron, the Omicron variant. They skipped, they, they skipped the two Chinese names and went straight to the O, Omicron. And he said it's going to be a problem for people that are looking for uh, plasma treatments and natural immunity. Those are the people of the problem. But every time you see somebody with the symptoms of Omicron, which, by the way, are just fatigue and sore muscles, like a hard day's work. That's why the uh, libs can't relate to it. But they... (laughs) That's the symptoms. And that's why why it's misdiagnosed so often. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, you just actually worked today. That's that's it. (laughs) But it's all people that are fully vaccinated. So let's just call the vaccine what it is. It's a a therapeutic. It's just another therapeutic. But let's not discount the other therapeutics, too. And don't forget that 99% of people from the beginning have recovered from this. But Biden's killed more people in 2021 under his watch because they're hiding real treatments from people. I know. It's criminal. It's so criminal. So you guys got to open up the, the, the medical freedom in Texas. What's your next steps to doing that? We still need a fourth session. Um, I put a Facebook page together. It's called Fourth for the Forgotten. And we're pushing hard through fourth for the forgotten, fourth session for the forgotten um, citizens of Texas that stand to lose their job. And we're just going to keep on pushing for a fourth special session because at the end of the day, this this is a page out of the this is the 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 new page out of the Democrats playbook is is these variants and they're going to keep working this and they're going to keep trying to scare us and Omicron didn't work very well no one's died of Omicron and so there it, there's going to be something else there's you know that they're going to try and scare us into not vote not you know voting by mail and everything else it's just we have to keep working hard to make sure that that we take this away from them. Um, they're stealing life and liberty from us. What do you think they're going to call the variant that comes out before the election of 2022? What do you think they're going to call that variant? I'm pretty sure it's Scamictron. That'll, that'll be it. <laughs> Scamictron. I feel like this is a Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but the whole thing's been a Scamitron. Where would you put, what would you rate uh, Governor uh, Greg Abbott? On a scale of one to ten, how's he doing with the economy and your guys' uh, future as far as COVID? How about them bears? <laughs> no, I, I mean, he, so he's he's done he's done a really good job with the economy, and I I got I've got to hand it to him. He's done a good job with the economy, um, and I, I'm thankful for for a lot of the things that that Governor Abbott has done. I, I just you know. It, this is this is a sore spot for me, man. I, I serve on the board of directors for Mighty Oaks. We help veterans with post traumatic stress, and the shutdowns has done more to hurt the veteran community than any single thing that has ever happened. Uh, these guys rely on 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 group support, and during the shutdown, these guys lost lost their jobs. They lost the fellowship with other veterans that have tried to help them. Uh, we were losing 22 veterans a day before the shutdown. Um, we think it may be as high as 50 a day 
it's you, you, you look at these suicide numbers retrospectively and it's going to be difficult to get the data, but this has really been difficult for them. And my fear is that if, if these mandates go into effect, we're going to see a lot of veterans that lose their job. When they lose their job, they lose their sense of mission and purpose. And so, um, We've not done a good job in Texas. We got to fight for the forty-six percent of Texans that are not that are choosing medical freedom and not getting vaccinated. Yes, you got to yes. fight for them. That's a that's too big of a population to just say. It seems like Abbott sometimes just waits to see what DeSantis is going to do. <laughs> but don't answer that, man. Yeah, yeah don't, don't don't answer that. I, that's just me as a Floridian saying that you stood up for him quite well. I do think he's going to have his hands full with uh, Colonel Allen West. Is he pretty popular there in Texas? Colonel West is a great guy, and Don Huffines is a great guy. They're Don's a former senator, and he's got just a ton of cash. You know, ten fifteen million dollars. I think that's going to be the battle between those two. I think so too. And Beto O'Rourke is the gift that keeps on giving. Beto O'Rourke, by putting his hat in the ring, guarantees a win for the Republicans. He is such a nut job. <laughs> I mean, he really is. And and the the thing about it is, he's going to have to get a little nuttier because the Democrats, Democrats, the Democrat base in Texas is as nutty as the is the the nuts in San Francisco. I mean. Their base is just absolutely bonkers. No, it absolutely is. But your state house, the things you guys have been able to accomplish, and with the help of uh, Greg Abbott, has been really helpful for your citizens. And that's a good thing. And you're fighting against some really ruthless Democrats in Texas. I mean, the worst of the worst. So keep up the great work. Steve Toth, Texas House House member, the 15th District. Thank you so much for joining us. I didn't give you too much a heart of a time about this, uh, about your governor. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, it's good to be with you today. Thanks for standing for truth. You're a great voice for us. We need you. Oh, absolutely. And God bless Texas. Thank you so much. Blessings, buddy. All right. We'll be right back on the Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Veritas Tactical. Tactical, a family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Sig Sauer, Smith & Wesson, and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses, and force-on-force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full-time gunsmith on site, Sarah Coding Services, Laser engraving and more mention the buff show and get a 25 dollar discount on courses you'll find veritas tactical at 207 north goldenrod road suite 200 in orlando contact veritas tactical 407-309-3000 and at veritas tactical.com veritas tactical a boring website can make your company look really bad <laughs> Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first
call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at JJCMarketingSolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. Welcome back to the Buff Show. Matt Buff, your host. Great to be with you. Check out thebuffshow.com where you can find all these awesome books of interviews that we're doing with authors. I'm telling you what, we're doing a great series here that you're going to really enjoy makes great Christmas presents. The joy of reading this Christmas season on The Buff Show. And now we're going to bring on our next special guest, Calvin Fisher. The book is The Northfield Saga, Apocalypse Bounty. Great to have you, Calvin. Thanks, Matt. Great being here. Well, I tell you what, let's get a, let's get the audience a little inside look at your life, where you came from. Um, it's a really cool story about how you grew up in Minnesota. Talk about how you got into uh, reading and writing. And you even did uh, comic books as a kid uh, for fun, didn't you? I did, yeah. So comic books were sort of actually my first love, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, all of that. I just ate it up as a kid. And I actually would go around the neighborhood with my homemade comic books and sell them to the neighbors. So my love for reading and writing kind of began at the same time. So from there, it sort of evolved. And as I continued to love comic books, moving into sort of the sci-fi sphere. And, um, you know, the nice thing about Minnesota is it's so cold out there that in the winters, there's sometimes not much better to do than read. So. I guess that is one benefit to the cold. See, I live, I've been living in Florida for like eight years now, and I'm from Kansas. I'm from the Midwest. And one thing I always never got used to was the cold. I never thought maybe I should be like Calvin. Maybe I should do some reading and writing and stuff. All I was doing is trying to get the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> you know, that's fair enough. <laughs> but no, it's all good. And, um, when you uh, when you were young, like uh, I have a son now, uh, he loves drawing comic books and stuff like that. What advice do you give to kids that find a passion for that? How do you you know what what some of your advice for them? I say just um, keep at it, especially with things like drawing. If it's something that you really love to do, just carving out a little bit every time to draw, um, you'll just sort of naturally get better at it, and that sort of applies to writing as well. Just um, yeah, just make sure to put sort of that time in if that's something you sort of want to pursue. Um, yeah. yeah, just like anything you want to be good at, just put the time into doing it. <laughs> exactly. Now, do your neighbors and family members still have some of your old drawings and stuff? They do, unfortunately. They're, they're a little rough for sure. You know, when you're a kid, you draw, you think it's like the Mona Lisa of drawings. And then you look at it, you know, 10 years later and you're like, oh, man. That's just like a box drawing with like a little circle hat on top. And it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're sort of fun to go back to and look at every once in a while. Well, you know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid and uh, Claymation Artists, they make a good living off doing just little boxes with a head on it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so your book, The Northfield Saga, Apocalypse Bounty, hit paperback on November 2nd. And uh, let me tell everybody about this and we can dive into this. This is an action, action-packed page turner, right? And it follows the life of the main character. His name is Mark Northfield. He's operating as a lone mercenary employed by a shadowy organization. What gave you the idea for this and how did this all start? You know, the, this Northfield book really was an evolving process. It actually sort of started as a thriller, kind of like the Vince Flynn and Tom Clancy's of the world, because that's um, sort of what I loved reading, especially um, through my high school years. And just through the process of writing it, it was kind of one of those light bulb moments where when I turned the book into a post-apocalypse, sort of everything fell into place. Um, 
So it, it sort of evolved. It evolved into a pretty awesome story, and I want everybody to check it out. Go to calvinfishermedia.com, right? And you can yeah. get the book there, and there's a link right to Amazon. And uh, talk about his life, uh, Mark Northfield, because he's, he's his only comfort, basically, in life at this point in the book is the memory of his dead wife, and he lives by two uh, promises to her. What are those promises? And tell us about the character. Right. Yeah. So Mark Northfield is living in this post-apocalyptic world as a mercenary. And essentially, after this cataclysmic event, he's pretty much left with no one. So he's just trying to survive and just sort of make the best he can. And the only thing he really has left to hold on to is just the memories that he had with his um, now dead wife. And just sort of these two promises he made to her, which were to never give up on life and to never lose sight of the man that she fell in love with. So those are sort of his two guiding principles that he tries to abide by as the novel goes on. But when he runs into conflict with an enemy, these two promises are put into conflict with one another. Now, what brought on the apocalypse in the book? And tell me, was Kamala Harris the president? <laughs> you know, I am... Um... It was actually, it's sort of what started the war is sort of kept secret at this point and exactly what um, these bombs are and sort of what this gas was designed to do. But essentially this world is enshrouded in toxic gas and there is a, a cataclysmic war, you could say World War III, that uh, pretty much just put an end to global communication and just... Um, even communication between states. So all of these regions are sort of isolated in one another of what's left of post-apocalyptic America. Now, as a mercenary, he, he made these two promises in the book, right? To himself because of his wife, never let go of life and never let the world turning him, him into something worse than the man she married, but he's a mercenary. How does he not fall into traps with assignments given to him by some powerful people? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. So Mark Northfield, the only, there's sort of a set of different mercenary jobs he can take. Um, and he sticks to uh, protection missions and sort of escort missions because in this post-apocalyptic world, traveling from one point to another is really, um, really dangerous just because of raiders. And even things as simple as a car breaking down are, you know, really potentially fatal if you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, so sort of through time, he's been able to build up a reputation where um, he can sort of be hired just for these specialty tasks. Um, so he's sort of been able to scrape by the skin of his teeth holding onto those promises, despite his job as being a mercenary. When you're building characters for your book, is it based on some people you know, family, friends, ever? Character traits? Um. I'd say it's sort of a healthy mix of everything. I think it's sort of unavoidable to, you know, put real life people a little bit into characters, just in the sense of, you know, characters are, the goal is to make them as human and realistic as possible. And to do that, you have to take inspiration from people. And naturally that has to be people you've met or known or seen. Um, but I wouldn't say, I'd, you know, take an actual person in my life and sort of copy paste put them in the book so it, it's from a whole bunch of different sources um a lot of it other fictional characters i really like and as well as um just those personal experiences 
when reading the book, it seems like this is about character. Um, when you talk about the main, the main character, Mark Northfield, it seems like building character in the most of adverse situations is really a main plot theme here. It is, yeah. Uh, the Northfield Sega Apocalypse Bounty is a really character-centered book. Um, a lot of it is exploring Mark Northfield and this journey in this post-apocalypse. And um, what's so interesting is post about post-apocalypse is what you're saying as far as um, it, it's an environment where you really can see what makes characters tick by putting them in these really treacherous situations that sort of push them to the extreme. What are some of the, uh, without giving too much away, what are some of the situations that are unbelievable that he runs into? I'd say one of the best examples is um, what's sort of inciting the novel as far as he's forced into an assassination mission, which um, the thing about these network contracts that you take is as a mercenary, if you take a contract, you have to see it to completion. Otherwise, you'll be killed. So he's sort of put up against his two promises because if he refuses the contract, he'll be assassinated, which in some sense he feels like would be giving up on life and sort of trying to forge forward. But on the other hand, if he assassinates a man, that's sort of putting him down a dark path, which you know will change his heart from the person that his wife knew him to be. How long were they married in the book? What kind of uh, what kind of situation was that? Um, how long did that last? Because it seems like his whole future is based on a love for his wife. It is. So sort of the tragic thing is they actually weren't married all too long because of just sort of this apocalyptic war taking place. They um, Some of their past will be revealed a little bit in later books, but essentially they had a, a sort of past where they were sort of wanting to see each other, but like life kept sort of pulling them apart. And finally, you know, right when they're able to be with each other, it was only a year or two before sort of things fell apart. The Northfield saga, Apocalypse Bounty. This is the start of a series, you say? It is, yeah. The sequel will be coming out in June. So if people like it, they can... Um, on my website, there's a place to subscribe so they can keep up on news and see when the sequel will be coming out. Everybody go to calvinfishermedia.com. That's C-A-L-V-I-N-F-I-S-H-E-R media. Calvinfishermedia.com. There's pretty order links. The blog is on there. Connect on social. And there's a, uh, some appearances and signings that you're going to be having on there. You're doing a Southern Christmas show coming up. So that one was actually, I think I need to update the website. That was actually this previous weekend. So I was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina doing some book signings. Um, so, but we're sort of planning some Denver showings uh, pretty soon. So if you're in the Denver area or know anyone, uh, keep an eye out. I'll, uh, I'll probably be in some bookstores doing some signings there. Well, good. And we have a lot of people here in Florida that have family members in Colorado. So go check out and to tell your friends and family to check out Calvin. You got to come down to Florida and do some signings. Oh, I, I've been thinking about it. I've got a lot of family in Florida, so it, it definitely might be a possibility someday. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Bring your shorts. You don't need all the heavy coats you wear in Denver here. Yeah, I can leave the <laughs> overcoat at home for sure. I'll trade it out for a Hawaiian shirt and yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian shirt might not play, but it's okay. yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess that's more Hawaiian, but I, I guess a polo shirt all the same. So, 
Absolutely. Well, everybody check out CalvinFisherMedia.com. Yeah, the polo shirts will be fine. <laughs> the book is a great stocking stuffer because the paperback came out November 2nd, the Northfield Saga, Apocalypse Bounty. Calvin Fisher, Calvin B. Fisher, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show on this se- on this series that we're doing Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. And thank you all for joining us on The Buff Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time. You stay smart out there.